Hey guys, welcome back to Two Sisters at a TV, the classic TV podcast where we discuss and remember and talk about all things and everything classic TV. Today I want to give my opinion kind of as a rebuttal to a video I saw recently on YouTube. I ran across the video by accident and it said that uh, Andy Griffith felt that Don Knotts was quote-unquote terrible on Three's Company. Now, of course, Andy Griffith, totally, he was entitled to his opinion, but um, I'm entitled to mine as well. I totally disagree with his assessment of the situation entirely. Don Knotts was wonderful on Three's Company. I mean, he breathed a new life into the show when he came. Of course, Don Knotts came to Three's Company in the fall of 1979 in its fourth season after the Rovers departed the show for their own spinoff in the spring of 1979. Of course, you couldn't have Three's Company without having landlords so uh, or a landlord. So the producers were basically wanting someone to come on board who was like Don Knotts. So then they got to thinking and pretty much decided, well, let's, why not, let's get Don Knotts. Don Knotts, of course, legendary actor, multi-Emmy winning actor for his role over on the Andy Griffith show in the 60s. He, of course, portrayed Deputy Barney Fife, a most unforgettable character. And he did that show from 1960 when it made its debut on CBS until 1965 when he left the show. And he came back for a couple of guest appearances, won an Emmy for one of those. And just everything that Don Knotts, everything I've ever seen him in, he was hilariously funny. You know, he was in, you know, films. He had his own variety show for a season. He, of course, also did Disney films and a couple of, a couple of episodes of Love Boat. But, but by 1979, his working was not very consistent. It was pretty sporadic. When he was offered the part of On Three's Company, he jumped at the chance. Now, for Andy Griffith to have to have criticized his decision to be a part of Three's Company, to have criticized his role on that show, was being, in my opinion, pretty narrow-minded. Because, I mean, you know, Don not to th- had to think about himself. He had to think about his financial status. He had to think about keeping... You know, staying out there as an actor, staying visible. That's what acting is all about. Staying out there, continuing to make money, continuing to get good roles and being able to be financially successful. So he had been foolish to have turned down this part because Three's Company, of course, number one hit TV show in the country. Very successful, very popular, huge audience. And it was a very lucrative opportunity for him to be a part of that show. Now, when Don did join the show in 1979, I found out that he was pretty overwhelmed and intimidated initially. And I think that was for a couple of reasons. For one, he was filming before a live studio audience. And on The Griffith Show, well, they didn't film before a live studio audience. Also, on The Griffith Show, they only filmed before one camera. By 1979, the three-camera method was pretty much in place, and that was what they always used when it came to filming, especially live television shows. And then the pace of the show was very accelerated. 
I remember him. I remember hearing him say in the Ishu Hollywood story that they did on Three's Company in the late '90s, how that was really something he had to get used to because the pace was so fast. They had a very fast schedule when it came to taping that show. I mean, the read through and blocking and tapings. It was this very accelerated something that he wasn't used to. The Griffith Show was more laid back. And Three's Company, of course, was more fast-paced. It was quicker. The actors were younger. I think that also was a factor because, you know, Don Knotts became the oldest performer on the show. And everyone who was, you know, the principal cast members were all a lot younger than him. And because when the Griffith Show was on the air originally, well, you know, they were all kids. They were all in high school or, you know, junior high when that show made its debut. So I think that also was kind of intimidating. And of course, no doubt he had his concerns about, well, was Mr. Frohley going to be accepted? You know, when you're replacing a character in a TV show that's already, you know, been on the air, it's already established and you're coming as a brand new character. There's always that concern. Well, how am I, am I going to be accepted? Is, you know, will I be compared to the character that I'm replacing, the actor I'm replacing? So that, too, had to have been a concern as well. Fortunately, he came into a show that was really appreciative of his presence and what he brought to the table. The cast, the crew, the producers, everyone was very kind to him when he first came to the show. Very excited to have him there. Very respectful of him and his talent. Not to mention his multi-Emmy wins. So everyone was very accommodating to him. Very supportive. Very understanding. And he could have asked for a more wonderful, pe- a wonderful group of people to have worked with. So from what I understand, after his very first episode, uh, he pretty much found his groove on the show. And he became less nervous, began to start to feel more comfortable. Now, in preparation for this episode, I went over to YouTube. Well, actually, actually, this was by accident. I was researching the episode. But I just happened to run across the very first episode of Don Knotts on Three's Company. It's titled, of course, The New Landlord. And I did know that it was on YouTube in its entirety. There are... a pretty nice amount of episodes on YouTube of Three's Company in their entirety. So if you want to check that out, by all means, feel free to do so. There are no commercials. They are uncut. And some of the parts, like the the very endings, the very, you know, very tail endings of these episodes, I had not seen probably since the original airings on ABC. Because these parts are not shown in syndication. Of course, I'm sure they're available on the DVD if you have, you know, Three's Company on DVD because the entire series is available. But that was a nice perk to be able to see those, the entire episodes all over again for the first time in so long. So I watched the first few episodes, Mr. Furley's first few episodes on Three's Company. And I have to tell you, those episodes, the very first ones that he was in, Mr. Furley, Don Knotts, brought a new joy and a new freshness and a new life to that show. Three's Company was terrific already. You know, it was already a good show. Already, you know, one of my favorites and the favorites, the favorite of so many. But there was just an extra delight and an extra just happiness that came 
with his presence on that show. I had such a good time watching those episodes and I found myself laughing out loud and it was great. So that just reaffirmed my opinion that when he joined that show, he really you know, brought so much extra hilarity and zaniness to the show. He took it to another level. And not to mention his chemistry with John Ritter alone was absolutely fabulous. I think that might, and again, this is all speculation. None of this, I haven't read any of this, what I'm mentioning. These are just my opinions that I'm, you know, throwing out there about why Andy Griffith probably felt the way that he did. I think one reason why he might have felt that way is because Don nods. Because you know, Don and Andy, very good friends. They were lifelong friends. As a matter of fact, Andy was with Don when he passed away in 2005. So they were very, very close. Now, there are people who, you know, most of us say that Don Knotts and John Ritter had an amazing chemistry on TV. That's that's a given. But there are some people who think that their chemistry rivals the chemistry of Andy and Don. Some have even claimed that the chemistry beats Andy and Don. And I no doubt know that Andy Griffith heard about these opinions and these reviews and this feedback. And I think that might have stepped on his toes just a little bit. Another thing I also know, this now this I know, Andy Griffith, not a fan of any of the current TV shows that were on in the late 70s. I mean, he was really into program like The Griffith Show. There was really not a lot of it on by 1979. The only TV shows I can think of that come close would be The Waltons and Little House on the Prairie. But, I mean, the other sitcoms of the day, you know, Happy Days, of course, you know, with his TV son, Ron Howard, uh, One Day at a Time, Taxi, Laverne and Shirley, The Jeffersons. He didn't care for any of that kind of television. He didn't think that it was anywhere as, as on the level of the Andy Griffith show. So I think that he felt that Don took some steps back by reducing himself to being on a current TV show. I think that he basically felt that Don also maybe have tampered with the legacy, his legacy over on the Griffith show. I think he probably felt maybe that he should have just, when it came to working in television, he should have just stayed with the Griffith show and, you know, not gone into a current sitcom. So I think that also was another reason why he was so um, negative about, you know, Don and, and Three's company. But I know that, you know, of course, Andy Griffith went on to get Matlock in 1986 and Don Knotts portrayed a recurring character on the show for a while, his neighbor, Les Calhoun. I loved Les. Again, everything Don Knotts has ever done, I've ever seen, I always loved him in it. And Matlock, of course, no exception. So when uh, they were filming the show, Andy would get so irritated and so upset with Don on set he would, you know, get re really, you know, uh, he start, you know, really getting exasperated, really freaking out. You know, he would tell Don, take it down, take it down, take it down. You're overacting. You're on Three's Company too long. But on a show like Three's Company, you really kind of needed to overact. I think all of the characters overacted on this show at some point in time because that's the kind of show that it was. I mean, if you look at the very beginning episodes of Three's Company, like in the first season, the first two seasons, especially the very, very beginning, it was 
kind of a more mild show, hilariously funny, very groundbreaking, but kind of mild. When the years, as the years continued to pass, of course, the show got even more and more zany and all of the characters, I mean, they had to, you know, go along with the zaniness. Take the physicality of the show. In the beginning, you didn't really see a whole lot of physical comedy from John Ritter. But as time went on, John Ritter was exhibiting enormous physical comedy within to, you know, into the show. He brought more of that into the show. And honestly, I think it made the show even funnier. It really did. I mean, the directors changed on the show. And of course, like I said, the, the whole pace changed. And it did get to the point where everybody was overacting. But that's, again, that was the kind of show that it was. You know, that's the kind of show that it became. So Don fit in perfectly. Now, in the beginning, I must admit, Mr. Furley, um, you know, of course, Mr. Furley, very lovable. He thought he was a ladies' man. And in actuality, he was not. That's the only thing about Mr. Furley that I wish that that would have been done a little bit differently. I wish that they would have given him a steady girlfriend. Kind of like on The Griffith Show with Barney. Barney had Thelma Lou. Well, I would have loved to have seen Mr. Furley with a steady girlfriend. You know, honestly, I would have loved to see Mr. Furley hook up with Lana. Because Mr. Furley was crazy about Lana. I would have loved to have seen the two of them suddenly get married. And she'd have been bossing Ralph around. She'd had him wrapped around her little finger. That would have been really funny. She'd been wearing the pants in the marriage. And that would have been really fun to have seen that. Uh, Unfortunately, the producers, writers did not think of this idea. Or if they did think of it, they scrapped it. Because unfortunately, they wrote her out of the show very quickly. Not too long after she came. But the actress who portrayed Lana, Anne Wedgworth, did say... That the best thing about her time on Three's Company was working with Don Knotts. And they did have a really good chemistry. So that is the only complaint that I have in regard, though, to Mr. Furley. However, nothing else. I mean, he was very, very funny. His wardrobe alone was hysterical. There was a specific wardrobe person who would pick out all of Mr. Furley's clothes. Whenever he would step out on set, the whole cast, the crew would just fall down laughing at what Mr. Hur- what Mr. Furley was wearing this time, as did we, the viewers. Because the clothes really fit the character very, very well. The apartment that Mr. Furley lived in fit the character. They really knew how to bring this character on board. And I like how they brought a different landlord from the Ropers. The Ropers and Mr. Furley, nothing alike. For one thing, people compare Mr. Roper and Mr. Furley all the time. Mr. Roper, very funny, had a very dry wit, and I really have always liked, you know, he and Mrs. Roper. But I'm glad that they didn't bring someone in who was similar to Mr. Roper. They brought someone there who was completely different. One thing I have noticed about, and a lot of people I'm sure have as well, Mr. Roper, maybe had he stayed on the show, things would have, you know, evolved differently. Mr. Roper kind of had somewhat of a little bit of a distance with the kids upstairs. I mean, he had that landlord barrier that was between them. Now, in the beginning, Mr. Furley kind of had the landlord barrier too, but of course, over time and pretty quickly, Mr. Furley became more of a friend to the kids and vice versa. He was really a close friend. I mean, when Jack needed assistance with, you know, his restaurant, Jack's Bistro, Mr. Furley gave him the money. So in instances like that, 
you got to see that there was a very deep, close friendship between Mr. Furley and the roommates. So that is something that I appreciate even more as I've, you know, continue to get older. But, um, of course this video, I, if you go over to, you know, YouTube and do some, you know, searching, you'll find it. But I, I, I didn't finish watching it because I got more and more annoyed as I continued to look at it. I don't remember. I think the video was like about 10 minutes, maybe eight to 10 minutes. I didn't finish it because I got tired of it. So I, you know, I clicked off. And then I looked down at the comments. Sure enough, and I've said this before, I did a Three's Company episode and, you know, you listen for this if you like, because I think I mentioned it. Pretty sure that I did. There is a generational debate about who was the best character who was funnier, Barney Fife or Ralph Furley. Most people I've noticed who grew up in the 60s and they remember watching The Griffith Show on Monday nights on CBS, they always say that Barney Fife was funnier. While those of us who grew up in the 70s and 80s who watched Three's Company every Tuesday night on ABC usually say that Mr. Furley was funnier. Now, I love both characters. They're both hilarious. There are definitely some similarities between the two, but... I mean, I don't get, a, I usually don't get into this, into to this debate, but of course in the comments, there were people who were, you had those who, oh, I never watched Three's Company. Three's Company wasn't funny. Three's Company was silly. Mr. Furley was over the top. Then you had those saying, oh, I never watched Andy Griffith. It was boring. I don't know a thing about that show. Mr. Furley was way funnier than, than Barney. Barney, you know, was not funny at all. Mr. Furley was hilarious. You know, and, and honestly, I mean, I will admit I am kind of more partial to a certain degree to Mr. Furley because, yeah, that was when I grew up. You know, we are more partial to when we grew up, to our generation. So, I mean, I have to backtrack a little bit and I must admit, I too have a preference. Mr. Furley has an edge with me, I'm trying to say. I do have a preference for that character. Uh, because that was when I was growing up and that was, you know, a TV show that I watched as a kid and, you know, watched in childhood. So yeah, I'm partial to Mr. Furley for that reason. But as for have, wanting to debate, I don't debate with anybody about it. I don't think I've ever even commented on a YouTube video expressing my opinion about it because I tend to stay out of those YouTube debates because some of them can really get ugly. And some of them, you can, you know, people start to really hit below the belt and then they get personal. I'm not doing that because it takes the fun out of, 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 of watching the video and leaving a comment and reading the other comments beforehand. It just, it, it takes the fun out of it. And I'm just not going down that road. Again, the Andy Griffith show, one of the best shows of all time. I have a lot of respect for it. I mean, the writing, the acting, the directing was brilliant. Very successful show, very beloved. Um, why did Don Knotts leave? Well, Andy Griffith initially said the show would only run for five years. So Don, of course, had to keep his career going. He had to be able to, you know, make money. So he went and got a movie deal. He signed with one of the studios. And he decides, well, hey, the show is going well. I'm enjoying doing it. Everything's going, you know, going uh, you know, going favorably. So we'll leave, I'm gonna leave the show on for another few more years. It ended in 1968. However, by that point, Don was already signed with his movie contract, couldn't get out of it, so he had to leave the show. And he left in 1965. 
And of course you have the color seasons from 1965 to 1968, which it's interesting because when the show was on the air, well, the show was still highly rated. It ended its run as the number one show in the country. But history time has rewritten that. The color episodes, you know, now they are pretty much written off. People don't really care for the color episodes because there's no Barney. And there was an extra charm to it when it was in black and white. That's the thing. Some of the shows that went from color, went from black and white to color, they kind of lost something. Not every show did, but some of them did. I know Beverly Hillbillies was one of them. Some say The Fugitive was one of them. So, um, The Lucy Show. Some say The Lucy Show lost something when it went into color. But The Griffith Show definitely did. And the departure of Barney did not help. So that's why on MeTV, they only show the first five seasons of The Griffith Show. The Andy Griffith Show is on weeknights on MeTV. I think it runs from 8 to 9 Eastern. They show two episodes back to back. And they only go up to 1965. They only show the first five seasons, which I'm totally fine with because those are the best seasons anyway. That's when you have Barney and Gomer Pyle and Otis and, you know, Opie was the cutest little boy. And, you know, so and of course, a lot of people prefer Peggy over Helen. Of course, that's for another video for another day. But yeah, I prefer the black and white episodes. Give me those anytime. The color ones I can definitely do without. But uh, yeah, so I just wanted to do a video kind of to share my thoughts and opinions about Mr. Furley and Don Knotts being on Three's Company. Don Knotts, I remember my mother told me he was coming to Three's Company because well, she knew him from the Rufus show. And she read it in the paper. She was excited. She gave the paper to me, let me read the article. I was very excited when I found out that he was going to come to Three's Company. I knew that was going to be one of the best casting decisions of all time. And it was. Because Mr. Furley was a delight. Still today, a delight to watch. So, again, not, you know, hating on Andy Griffith and his opinion. But I just wanted to give my own. And I wanted to kind of, like I said, do a rebuttal to that video that I saw. And some of the comments that I read. So that's going to wrap up this episode, Two Sisters in a TV. Again, the entire series of the Andy Griffith shows available on DVD, as, of course, Three's Company. Both shows are shown weeknights. Andy Griffith's show on MeTV, Three's Company on Antenna TV. So you get to see both of these shows. You get to see a lot of Don Knotts, a lot of Don Knotts film work, also available on DVD as well. And uh, kudos to Mr. Furley. Because he definitely is still making a lot of us laugh. And, of course, that's definitely going to be the case for many years to come. And that, again, will wrap up the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And we will see you back with a brand new episode next week. And until then, we will see you all at that time.